Welcome to The Drop, the homeopathic natural healthcare podcast. The views expressed in this podcast are my own, they're not to be taken as medical advice, and all listeners are urged to seek advice from a qualified healthcare professional for diagnosis and answers to their medical questions. Welcome to another episode of The Drop, and you're with David Hobbenschild. The topic of this episode was prompted by a colleague of mine who undertook some surgery. Because of the ultra-dilutions available, homeopathy is in quite a unique situation to prescribe remedies which work well to support people before and after surgery, with low risk that it will interfere with conventional treatment. It is one of those situations where you get the best of both worlds, conventional and complementary healthcare working together to address the needs of the individual. In this episode, I'll outline some of the traditional remedies used. In terms of pre-operative care, the types of factors which influence the choice of a remedy include the mind state, for example, is there a strong fear of the upcoming surgery, and, and the type of surgery in the tissues of the body affected. For example, is it a superficial incision or is it a deep one? In terms of mind and emotions, if there is a strong state of fear of the upcoming surgery, a remedy like aconite may be helpful. An example of such a state is when the fear can be so strong that a person may think they will die from the procedure. Aconite can be taken the night before the surgery and if needed, repeated an hour or two before surgery. In highly anxious people and for people who don't respond to aconite, a remedy like arsenicum album may be more appropriate. For someone who has great anxiety, apprehension, weakness and trembling before surgery, gelsinium may be more useful. For any of these remedies, this is one of those scenarios where a mid to high potency like 30C or 200C can be used because of the intensity of the state. In terms of preparing the body's soft tissue for the shock of incisions, you can't go past Arnica. One prescribing strategy is to take it on the day before the surgery and again, just prior to surgery. Again, the 200C potency will be useful here. Remedies like phosphorus can also be useful in advance of surgery for people who are susceptible to excessive bleeding. And in this case, phosphorus can be taken prior to surgery instead of the arnica. There are other remedies that may be better indicated for specific types of surgery based on the location of the body and the tissues affected. Such as in knee or elbow surgery, it is recommended to take rooter instead. But for tailoring to your specific situation, I recommend that you consult your local homeopath. After surgery is where we are concerned with accelerating healing and ensuring the body responds well so infection doesn't set in. A remedy like Arnica is useful here as well. The recommended frequency often varies depending on the practitioner's prescribing approach. Dr. Ramakrishnan, one of the great Indian homeopathic doctors, recommends Arnica 200C taken four times a day or as often as needed for at least one week after surgery. If there is great pain, he advises that it can be alternated with Hypericum 200C. The type of surgery and the tissue affected can also influence remedy choice for post-surgical support. For example, Staphysagria is useful in incisions, such as healing a caesarean section or even circumcision. For surgery to the eye, Ledum has an affinity to the eye tissue. 
a family member who had suffered long-standing light sensitivity following cataract surgery is doing well on the remedy Stromanthus. Hypericum is also useful for surgery involving the spine or where the nerves have been affected. Other post-surgery strategies include using calendula to prevent infection at the site of a surgical wound and calendula has an affinity to the skin and wound healing in general. There are more advanced prescribing strategies employed for post-surgery complications, but this should be done with the oversight of your healthcare team. An example of this is post-operative bleeding, which requires medical supervision. Homeopathic support for post-operative bleeding includes remedies like phosphorus, particularly excessive bleeding, or if not effective, lachesis or sanguinaria could be tried. Some people are concerned with adhesions or excessive scar tissue forming, or even pain caused by them. Adhesions are fibrous bands that form between tissues and organs that are not normally connected, often as the result of injury during surgery. It could be thought of as internal scarring. In this case, a remedy like graphitis or causticum may help. Theosininum is also traditionally used for this, as well as for more superficial scarring of the skin. So in summary, your common go-to remedies will likely be arnica and aconite. Depending on complications or need, another more specific remedy like the ones discussed may be more appropriate. Because you may not be sure what is needed ahead of time, some people choose to build a kit of remedies which may be helpful. This is a good tip. Getting familiar with their use will mean that you won't have to think too much about your choice at the time of need. And that brings us to the close of this episode. Before I go, it's worth noting that the remedies discussed in this episode are generally available to consumers in homeopathic first aid kits, but consider seeking the advice of your local homeopath if you want something more tailored. I hope you found this episode helpful and thank you for listening. The Drop Podcast is brought to you by Holistic Notion. For more information on natural health or to find out how to make homeopathy part of your healthcare plan, visit www.holisticnotion.com. Thank you.